Uh, hey, welcome to the third episode of the Alexis Carrington Dynasty podcast. Um, as always, I'm joined by Danny. We have a special guest today. This is Alan A.W. Welcome, Alan. Hi. Danny, are you happy to have Alan on the podcast? Very much so. I've been, um, I've been waiting for Alan to be on the podcast for quite a while now. So I'm, I'm very happy to have him on finally. Uh, I'm expecting to get rinsed. Yeah, well, you know, we've been hoping to plan this for a while, and we were like, yeah, I think uh, this would be a good, uh, Alan would be a good guest to have on the show, and yeah, I think I'm happy. It's taken like a month and a half or two months to actually get it to work, but that's... It's either going to be the best interview ever, or just totally not worth it. Oh, it'll be worth it, I think. I think it might be the latter. <laughs> so, I don't know... Um, we can either, you know, what? What actually? Let's start a really easy question. I mean, are you looking forward to playing in this dynasty league? Uh, yeah, uh, as always. I mean, there's nothing better than watching NFL on Sky on a Sunday or a Monday or a Thursday, hoping that your players are going to perform, and you know, realize that your bench is outscoring the team you put on the field. It's a constant source of entertainment but frustration as well at the same time but yeah no that's it's it's going to be good um it's going to be interesting it's going to be difficult i think because there's no waiver wire um pretty much anybody that's ever played the game is in the roster um so it's going to be hard it's going to be challenging and how do you feel the difference is going to be between uh, a normal i guess the normal kind of espn league that we we've played in the past and the dynasty league what do you think the main differences might be i think the main difference is is that more or less you've got people in this league that know what they're doing <laughs> we 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 uh we have a number of people in the other espn league that come along for the ride and also draft and never select a team really um this one appears that everyone seems to have a sort of semblance of knowledge and of the game knows what's possibly going on in the NFL and is more alive to things. Um, so that's going to make it, that's definitely going to make it harder. It made made drafting harder, I think. Yeah, actually, I was thinking about that too. You know how you said you always leave loads of points on your bench and that's why I mentioned this best ball, these best ball leagues. It's basically you draft a team and you don't have to set a lineup. It just automatically like selects the highest scoring player at those positions for you and that's your score. Well, so that, thought... that would sound brilliant for me because I <laughs> generally draft well and pick poorly. Yeah. Um, so I was looking at the rankings on the report that you sent across, Angelo, and I noticed that the teams are quite, they seem to be quite close. Like people seem to have drafted pretty well. But I've also noticed that a lot of people have drafted people who have been in the league for quite a long time. So like, two, three, four, five years, as opposed to rookie. And there was quite a big hype this year about some really good rookies coming in, and they were drafted. So you had maybe two or three rookies put in, but everyone else drafted as expected. So how do you think that will translate into the season? Do you think that it, the season will be pretty normal, or do you think that the season will end up being like you'll have to throw in rookies at some point? No, I, don't, I mean, there will be some rookies that are, you know, good to go. Um, so as far as, I mean, if you look at Robbie's team, he's drafted, I think, in the first three rounds, he took Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and Pitts. And I don't, and then late, and then in the later rounds, he took um, a couple of other, uh, I think, Diami Brown, Amir Smith, Marset. And I think that was it. Like he, so, he's and oh, Tommy Tremble, a tight end. But yeah, I think like a team like his, um, those 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 rookies, at least. Um, I mean, because his quarterbacks are Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Gardner Minshew. So he'll be starting Trevor Lawrence, I reckon. Um, he'll be starting Goff, and maybe then later in the season, Trey Lance will go in for Goff. I don't know what his plan is. <laughs> But yeah, there will be um, other players that get. Um, he has Elijah Moore as well. So yeah, I mean, I have a couple players on my team that I want. They probably won't get a lot of burn in the beginning of the season, but I'm hoping that as the season goes on, there'll be some use for them. Otherwise, they have them for next season. 
And I, I and I think Robbie's uh, tanking this year. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he, he, I mean, he's in all the ranking, like all these things. So team value, redraft value, even the starter um, dynasty value in this in this particular thing, he's ranked twelfth. But that's the, that's the, I think it's maybe the decision he made, and that he gets then if he, if he finishes last, then that first you know the first pick next year is his. So talk us through the rankings. Are the rankings kind of top to bottom of uh, as you scroll down, or yeah, I mean, and I'm yeah. So as far as the reporting goes, I mean, they do these um, like on the QBs. Let's say they've got these different rankings. So they have your starter value which is like, um, and they do this based on auction value. So if you had $250 and you were doing an auction, this would be the prices that, you know, you would have been paying for some of these guys. That's why it's, that's not what we do, but that's how they ran this, this thing. Uh, okay. So they rank your starter value, starter rank, and then they give you the total value of the position and the total rank. So if you look at Robbie's team, just because he's number 12, his QB rank starter is 11 Total value, total rank is 11. Running backs are 12, you know. So, the, 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 and then you're talking, there's this redraft value. So then they assign, if this is a redraft league, he'd still be ranked 12th probably for potential. And then the starters on his team have a value of 128. So 14.2 per player. He's also going to be ranked 12th. The bench has a slightly maybe a little better value at four, but not much. And then the RML value is the rate my league value. So the guys who put this report together, that's it. Dynasty value. Yeah. Still ranked 12th. He's just 12th all across the board. This is interesting because I mean, I can honestly say I panic most of the way through this draft, even though we had 24 hours, it was quite reactive. Put it that way. My, my, my choosing was quite reactive. Most of the players that I was going to get were taken like two or three picks before me. And I, I struggled. I struggled because on the ESPN one where it's quite straightforward and everything's happening within the space of two hours, it's um, quite proactive. You have to very quickly think about who you're going to get and just choose and hope for the best. Whereas here, the extra time almost um, added a layer of concern <laughs> in my choosing. Um, because I, I overthought things. I guess a question for, for Alan, do you feel that you chose wisely? Do you feel that you overthought it? Or do you think that you could have put more thought into your choices? How, how do you feel that your draft went? Um, Draft-wise, better than I thought it would, if, if I'm honest. I mean, you were talking about earlier about the rookies, um, people going... Well, people going People going with what they know. And I think there is a win now mentality. I mean, there's a prize at the end of this. Okay. So you don't want to keep building for three years in the future. There is a prize to be won this time around. So, so people are going to go with what they know. Um, I, I'm, by no means am I an expert um, in the NFL. And definitely I was going to go with people that I knew had performed well, probably for other people's teams in the ESPN league, if I'm honest. Um, but I also knew of the NFL draft. I knew which players went high in the draft. Um, I knew who, you know, I was, I was in, in my mind, I was trying to balance between getting a, a team on the field now that could perform, but also where I would have players coming through in the next season or two as well. So in, in terms of the draft, I mean, like mine was kiboshed in round one. I, I just imagined that it was going to go with the draft order and I would have to figure it out from there. So when my first two picks came on, on the turn, you know, pick 12 and 13, to have Kyler Murray still available to me was, okay, well, I've, I can't turn him down. I've got to take him. And then I need a running back. So who's the best ranked running back? Nick Chubb, I'll have him. And then, <laughs> as you say, you know, 24 hours a pick, you know, you, you know, it seemed like days between picks, um, waiting for the next turn to come round, and there'd be like a little flurry of excitement where I, w- I could pick. Um, but in between, I found myself scrolling who my scheduled pick was going to be, and do I want that one? Do I take something further down because I run the risk of losing that one? 
so, so it, it was interesting. It, it was very interesting, um, but slow. Yeah, you know, it, it come on, man, just, just it, pick it, it, was, it was a slow draft, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, I, I thought about it afterwards, and we're like, yo, you're on the clock. And then it's like, yeah, but the season doesn't even start till like September anyway. Yeah, and, yeah, and you still got twenty three hours to pick, you know. So you know, hassling, hassling someone to get going when they've still got you know twenty three hours left on their pick time was a bit mean. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, well, look, it's done now, and and we've got we've got our team set at least for this season. And you know, I don't know how many players well, the intention is to cut or or, or to, to to get rid of ahead of the next draft i suppose is that a decision for the owners that's a decision for the owners and i mean i left it open i mean i was thinking of including a taxi squad um i didn't do it this season but i built it into the rules so we can introduce a taxi squad um if it's brought to a vote and that'll just take place next season so basically you'll get a four extra slots where you can stash rookies or anyone with uh, up to, I think it's either, it's either up to two or three years of NFL experience. Okay. So 12 teams, uh, four players a game. That's, that's like you know, best part of 50 players. Um, that's even less on the waiver wire. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I've been doing a lot of research too. So I like, when I look at Alan's team here on this particular chart, like, you know, his, QB and wide receiver sort of like halfway, like 50-50. Tight end, he's he's about the highest ranked, I think, for tight end. Or maybe, I mean, he doesn't have uh, Kelsey, but he's got, um, you have. George Kittle was the it, one I picked first. Right, yeah, you have Kittle. Hunter Henry. Henry, Hayden Hurst, yeah, Quinton Morris. Uh, who else do I have? Uh, Quinton Morris and Hayden Hurst, yeah, and and fingers crossed for a Taysom Hill dual role. Um, ah, yeah, I forget what, you have him. Why I drafted that guy? And he also has uh, Davis Mills, Danny, who's the rookie quarterback that's gone to Houston. Yeah, I saw that. How much did you draft on projections, Alan? And how much do you draft on the name of the player you were drafting? Because I, I found myself, for example, thinking of drafting certain players and then realising just before I drafted them that the projections were quite poor. Yeah, I mean, I, I found myself looking at the projections. Um, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't swayed by them. And when push come to shove between two wide receivers, the one that had the higher projection probably won. When, yeah. it came, when it came to the pick. I mean, you know, I obviously factored in the team they played for. Were they going to be successful? How, you know, from my limited knowledge from watching it on, on Sky, how they play, you, you know. Um, for example, you know, I'd be avoiding running backs in New England. Um, <laughs> they, don't ever seem have, they don't ever seem to have a, a running back that you can count on. Um, you know, you can pick a running back and before you know it, there's this guy from nowhere comes up and scores three touchdowns, you know? So, you know, I'll I'll definitely be thinking about, you know, the style of play that each team has and and what what you're going to get, get out of it. I mean, you know, George Kittle, for example, you you know, I I just know him from San Francisco as a guy that seems to score touchdowns every week. I mean, that's it. I mean, I don't know how effective is he, he is at any other aspect of the role of tight end. He just seems to get on the score sheet an awful lot. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at, I mean, when I look at your team, I look at Len Fournette, for example, and I think of his time at the Jags, and he was, I mean, granted, one of very, very few, but he was bossing it. He was kind of always called upon. It was a very run-heavy game. And now you look at his projection, and actually it's not that good. It's borderline benchworthy. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, a, you know, I, I don't know the full details, but from what I could make out, there seems to be quite a lot of running backs in, in Tampa. And, and uh, you know, he's, he might end up being the third down back, as uh, Anjo taught me. Um, <clears throat> but again, it's a name that I knew, right? So, exactly, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's like, it, do I go with someone that I know? Or someone that I don't know, and what's the worst that can happen, right? I mean, if he's 
if it's garbage, then I can just cut the guy at the end of the year. So actually, um, Angelo, Alan is fourth on the report that you put together. So talk us through the report in, in so much as Alan being fourth versus the rest of the league. So w- where is he in, in the league in comparison? So based off of what, this, this report here? Yeah, yeah. so based yeah. off the report, and I guess what, what are the stats that mean the most? And I guess where are the high points and low points for him? I mean, I have him ranked in my in my uh, my power rankings. I've got him ranked much higher, two slots higher. And um, Josh was first, and then Alan, and then me. Um, where I looked at your kind of the value of all the players, and and then I looked at who your potential starters were, and then I kind of tried to backfill that way, and that's kind of how I built out. So I would say, ah, oh, yeah, he's got the number number two rated, number two valued um, tight end as a starter. So that was like a point, you know, and then he's got this here and this. So that's how I built it. Whereas unfortunately with these rankings here, I have, I have like this, you know, we have this great sheet and it's from there, but one of the problems is, and I mean, the only thing they tell you on the report is basically at the bottom, right? So they give you a brief explanation where they say box plot, the radar graph, helmet stickers, team score. So basically the team score is where they combine everything and see. So I think it's pretty interesting. But we should only be on this on the on the on this report we should only be really looking at the dynasty value cuz RML value is like a tiebreaker value. Okay. But there was one report that you ran that had Alan first, right? Projected to finish first. Because I also remember and I want to put this on record saying that I I did hope that Alan would win because he's he's had some difficult times in fantasy football recently. Genuinely, genuinely and I, I, I want to put this on record. I have it on WhatsApp. This is a genuine thing I said. I was hoping that Alan would get a win because he's had some difficult times in uh, fantasy football over the last few years. I have cursed so many number one picks. Uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> the Adrian Peterson fiasco when he got banned, oh, got banned beating his kid up and then... And, uh, I, and I picked him up, didn't I? And he came back and yeah, he did all right. Yeah, you did. You picked him up, you did okay with him. And then Saquon Barkley... Uh, is injured in like game two or something it was done for the season so you know I, I saw that Jamo um, on the chat was sort of apologizing for whoever would be drafted number one because they would be cursed well that's generally me that curses those players so yeah I've, I've had some bad luck um, I, I generally leave a lot of points on the bench um, I get thrashed in some games and but there is normally one game a season where I rack up the highest score in any week of any team in the league. Um, that's just a complete bit one-off, yeah, a complete one-off. And as long as it's used beating someone like Josh or um, <laughs> yourself, Danny, it's always good value and good fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just a bit disappointed there's no kickers in this league, actually. Uh, I mean, these are the stars. Or defences. I... I, I... I I genuinely believe that I've won a fair few. Games. I had a Monday night miracle. Um, I had a kicker win a game for me on a Monday night. So you, you know, but there we go. I mean, that's, I suppose for a, I suppose this makes it more of a game of skill, right? Rather than everyone just racking up twelve, thirteen points from a kicker each week. Um, we we have to yeah. be more creative about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you were talking about weak spots in the in the in the rosters and um you know if i'm being really honest i'm not happy with my running backs i don't know what angelo thinks about that i mean i obviously i took nick chubb in the first round but it could have been first or second because i was 12 and 13 but i didn't pick i didn't get the opportunity to pick anybody that i sort of wanted uh, until leonard fournette so to have those as my top two is a bit um a bit shaky i think yeah, and when did you take Leonard Fournette? You took him eighth in the eighth round, right? The first pick in the eighth round. Yeah, yeah, and I'm 
you know, I, I think trying to work out which way the snake went. There was definitely players that I wanted that went before I got a chance to get to them. Chase Edmonds was one. Ah, from Arizona, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think Melvin Gordon was one as well. Um, arguably, I could have picked up James Connor by the looks of it, who did well for you. Um, more than one year, I think. Uh, he went else. to um, he's also Arizona. He went to Matt. He went to Matt. Matt. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why I picked Leonard for that. Probably again, as you were saying, Danny, based on projections. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I struggled at uh, running back because I picked up CMC being the first pick. I thought, um, and he will. In fairness, as as Josh said, said he's he's probably going to end up. Or was it Jamo? He's probably going to end up cropped after the first two or three games. But um, had to pick him up, and then picked up Swift, and then kind of forgot about running backs because I I use the tactic that I usually would um, implement when I'm doing a, a normal fantasy league, where I'd draft running back wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, tight end, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end, running back. But what I suddenly realized is the way it was being, the way we drafted, people were picking rookies, then people were picking two running backs or two wide receivers back to back, and all of a sudden it threw me somewhat. And <laughs> ended up drawing. I mean, my bench, by all accounts, is pretty good. I mean, I've got I've got people who are projected quite well. And I was talking to Angela about this um, last week. I've got. I mean, the average on my bench is probably seven seven points per game. I mean, I've got Kiki County four point two. I've got Jarrett Patterson rookie one point eight. But everyone else is seven seven. Six, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It's um, it 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 was weird. I was always, uh, I was almost picking people up because they were the highest projected for that round, as opposed to actually reading their stats. And also, I I, I definitely found, and I said this to to Angela, I'd be keen for your views, um, Alan. I found that the um the news in for, for each player was quite dated like a lot of when you when you go on to a play and you try to figure out if they're going to be any good this season that the news on um sleeper was quite dated it was like three four months yeah i found that i found that i I did try looking on the game logs too um to see how they performed in previous years but if i'm being brutally honest it came down to do i know the player yes or no do i know the team he plays for yes or no um, and then projections, and oh, oh, also factor in, you know, if there were rookies, did I hear about them in the draft? Were they on day one or day two, or are they going to be, you know, six, seven rounds? But you, you, I, I tried with my rookies to to pick people that were in the first two, first sort of two to four rounds. I figured these are the guys that are going to actually get playing time. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's a better chance to hit, right, and stick. And that's even a smaller percentage. It's so crazy. But I thought it was really crazy that first round, actually, where only three quarterbacks went in the first round. It was all running backs. Yeah, well, this is kind of... (laughs) I think that this has come from the ESPN League as well. For those of us that have done that, I mean, the the, the talk has been probably through Josh and yourself that you know, um, running back first, running back, and don't take a quarterback in the in the first round. I mean, uh, I follow all sorts of guys on Twitter, um, fancy football experts that always say never take a quarterback until the fifth round, but they're just too tempting. But that that's for like one QB, right? Like, they're also high rewards but high risk because. If the pocket collapses and they get hit at the knees, they're out for six to eight weeks quite easily. Whereas a running back, because they're pushing forwards, they're perhaps less likely to get season-ending injuries. Um, I would say, I mean, 
it depends on how these running backs are running. I mean, someone like Kamara, you know, his running style, he's not like running into defenders and lowering his shoulder. He's avoiding, I think he avoids some of the bigger hits and things like, but and in general, running backs have probably the shorter um, lifespan, not lifespan, but like a uh, career span in, 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 in uh, the NFL, right? Like, I'm trying to think of some people that we would when we, when we were playing um I can't who was on Dallas um then he went to Philadelphia you know he's not in the league anymore I can't think of the running back's name <clears throat> but these guys are just there for four or five years and that's it so the quarterbacks yeah I mean I, I, the thing I was confused was like you know I, I thought I'd made it pretty clear that this was a super flex league and that you can start two quarterbacks so there's a couple of teams that really like I mean Scott's team he waited until the 12, 12th round to draft his first quarterback who was Ben Roethlisberger. Yes, yeah, I panicked. I, I panicked at QB and I I ended up selling my soul to the devil to get a quarterback. Philly, is that Jalen Hurts? Yes. Yeah. I ended up trading my was it third round pick? Your um your fourth round pick okay yeah, your third round pick next year which is I sh- I really wanted I really could have gotten I really deserved the second round pick at least to be fair no you didn't deserve anything because you were tempting me into submission <laughs> I mean we'll take this offline but you and I have got words to change on this but um yeah I panicked because I suddenly realised that I had decent running back. I had AJ Brown. I mean, now, now, as a side note, AJ Brown's projections have gone up, which I was not expecting at all, given the circumstances. But apparently, he's going to be drawing less coverage, and he may get better points um, and more receptions. But um, yeah, so so I, I panicked because I ended up getting everything except the quarterback, and then I suddenly saw that people were drafting quarterbacks as you said earlier, Alan, and I thought, oh, shit, I, I, I need to I need to get a quarterback. So I did and, and I I traded my soul for Hertz. And then the next pick, I ended up picking the next available quarterback, which was Went. And then I think after six, seven rounds, I saw that Taylor was still available. I thought, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm just gonna pick up Taylor and hope that Deshaun Watson and his shenanigans catch up with him and Taylor gets the start. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew enough to steer clear of Deshaun Watson. I mean, you know, in, in our ESPN league, he would have gone in the first round, I'm sure. Um, he's gone in the second <laughs> Yeah, and he probably would have gone to me, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> and, and, you know, he was there and I could see people, I, I could see him, you know, people picking around him. I was thinking, who's going to go? Who's going to get him? Who's going to pick him up? It's, you know, it's a sort of auto draft calamity that you'd have on the ESPN league. You don't get, you know, you don't decide in two minutes, and then all of a sudden, ping, you get, um, you get sacked on Barkley, like as I, as I did, to be a player that gets cropped or gets a ban for substance abuse or spousal abuse. Oh, what was that guy's name from the Ravens? Um... That also was like beat his wife in the elevator. Yeah, that's um, yeah, I can't remember that, that guy's. Yeah. Anyway, it's a league full of characters. Yeah, Alan, what's your most hated uh, New York sports team? New York sports team. Most oh. hated. Oh, okay, it's a good question. Um, uh, Yankees. I'm a Red Sox fan. Right, it took me a while to think about that. We're on an we're talking about NFL when I'm thinking about Jets, Giants, and I think, well, no, 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 it's the Yankees. Um, yeah. I'm a Red Sox man, so let's go Islanders. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to talk about that. So I'm a Boston <laughs> fan. You know that Angelo Bruins lost, yes, yes, to the Islanders last night. So we we'll keep we're on speaking terms, just barely. Um, barely I would just like to, you know, uh, Yankees. Red Sox swept, didn't they, over the weekend? Three ze- three games to zero in the series. Just yeah, I think in. I think you're the only Red Sox fan here. 
Am I? Yeah, I thought there was so. another guy on the red. Um, did a little image of Red Sox players dancing. Oh, maybe I don't Jeff? know. <clears throat> oh, maybe it was Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear that it's all New York sports fans: uh, Jets and Giants and Yankees, Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Rangers, to be fair. Yeah, and Danny is a fan of the um, the Mighty Ducks. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I mean, I, I I am a huge fan, advocate, and supporter of the Ducks. Yeah, you want to you want to check out the NHL standings um, for the season just finished, Danny, to find out where the Ducks finished. <laughs> Don't know that I want to. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but speaking of um, New York teams, I think many people in in this league in the dynasty league will not know of this person, but I feel that it would be we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up Julian Brockman. Um, he's a very valued member of our community, our fantasy football community, um, and I feel that we should just bring up Julian and, and his um, allegiance the New York Jets and, and I feel Alan you would probably be best placed to just just give a little bit of a background to, to Julian and, and just give give a little bit of, of presence uh, yeah. to Julian in this uh, um, so so Julian's pr- one of my best friends we go way back um, how can I describe him Lord Brockman uh, <laughs> he, um, Lord Brockman of Devonshire um, he knows nothing about NFL. Uh, he, but he's a diehard Jets fan, and he wears his Jets cap with pride. And I think he's got a T-shirt he bought as well. Um, you know, we went to an, the, the NFL games at Wembley, uh, and, and after about half an hour of one of the games, and I think about ten minutes had gone off the clock, uh, he turned around and said, "It's dragging on, isn't it?" <laughs> um, Julian is a guy that auto drafts. Um, for those who watch the league, he is Taco. Um, he he drafts, he auto drafts, and then basically, I, I don't think he's ever set a lineup. He did want to join this league actually, and um, and Angela kind of pointed out actually this is a bit. High intensity yeah. for you, given your record in the ESPN league. It's like I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. You're barred. Because I think with him, then if we if he did join, it would be 24. The picks would be every 24 hours for sure. Like the clock would stop. <laughs> <laughs> and the frustrating thing is, is that Julian's actually won money in the ESPN league, whereas I haven't. I find it crazy. He won the whole league. Uh, Tim Havelson, oh sorry, Tim H, won the whole league, like for one season. Uh, here's another. I got another question for you, Alan. Actually, who has the worst team name in in our league? The worst team name in our league. Yeah, we're gonna oh, start. Okay, to go we've got the league. I've got, I've got to look, get the app up now. Yeah, we're gonna uh, start. Uh, we're gonna start some change them around. Let's start some beef. Let's go. I have to admit that. Um, my brainless bunch was a pretty poor attempt, to be honest, until I was looking on the internet for good fantasy team names and found the Hot Chub Time Machine, I thought, which I thought was cool. That was very good. And I've actually recently watched that movie as well, the first and the second. Yeah. Oh, you saw Hot Chub Time Machine 1 and 2? And 2, yeah. If you haven't seen Hot Chub Time Machine 2, it's just as good as the first. I have to say, I like more than a Thielen. That's a good eight. Yeah, so that's a musical reference. I like that one. Uh, show me your TDs. Baker's dozen. Foosball is the devil. I love because that's Bobby Boucher. And I love that one. Bobby Boucher. Dynasty. Yeah, I'm going to pick on Josh. Dynasty. Lights, camera, action's cool. That's a good name. Nothing but a Jimmy J. Jimmy G fan. Okay. I mean, shout out to Team Rambo eight one nine. I mean, if you're going to choose a name, just go for what you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. 
mean, <laughs> I mean that's, that, that's, his, that's his nickname yeah, no, as well, yeah. It's, pretty, it's basically Team Password 123. Yeah, I mean, look, these are better team names. We've at least given them some thought and given them team names, whereas <laughs> in the other league, it's Team Brockman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we didn't put much. Uh, I, I change my team name a lot. I, I tend to think I would, um, sometimes I carry a bad team name and I have to change it because it's bringing bad luck. Yeah, you can do that. There's no charge to do that, right? I don't know, I'm, but I'm happy with Hot Chop Time Machine. It's not my inspiration, but it's genius. Yeah, I, I, I thought I'd been quite creative with Team Rusty Trombone, but then I realised that not enough people are sexual deviants. Um, not enough people knew what I was actually getting at with my team name. So, I, 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 I think it's just you, Danny. I, I think <laughs> it's just you. I had to have it. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you had to Google it. Right, you 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 were forced to Google it to find out, and then you ended up putting your favourite. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you had to ask your wife to explain it to you. No, 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 no. Shout out to Tice, by the way. I hope she's well. <laughs> she's not. She's somewhere there because I'm in the kitchen. They're all under orders to bugger off and uh, not not bother. So I've. Basically, I'm not Mr. Popular at the moment because uh, I'm, I'm uh, stopping people doing from what they want to do. Yeah, it's your house, right? My house, tough. <laughs> uh, Alan, if you were, um, if you right now, you know, if Bill Belichick came up to you during the season and said, Alan, you're going to get four downs as a running back in one of our yeah. games here. Yeah. How many rushing yards would you get? <laughs> That's a fantastic question. I want to know that. It would be. There's definitely going to be negative yardage. Um, I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> those that have never met me or seen me. I'm not an athlete, um, and I'm 50, and my knees aren't going to take me very far. So I expect to get carried back a long way. Yeah, I, I have to disagree okay. with that. I have to disagree with that because I, and I'm going to go into some backgrounds here where I explained to people how you were my manager in the past at work yeah. and yeah. you are someone who tends to push people, right? You are someone who pushes people okay. to achieve and I believe that you would find anyone in front of you and you would push them in the way of someone who's coming towards you. And I believe that you would push them in a way that would then mean that you can make positive one, two, or three yards. Uh, well, thank you for that, Danny. Uh, if you're talking about bringing, using other people as collateral damage, then yeah, go <laughs> yes. on, we'll go for that. Yes, and, and you do still work at your oh. employer, don't you? <laughs> it's obviously worked so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh... No, I, I, no, I'll be honest. It's not. I don't, yeah, in all honesty, it's, it's not a game I could play. Um, uh, I, it's, no, I don't think so. Not for me. Not for me. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a good spectator of sports, not necessarily a good player of sport. How about you, Angelo? Oh uh, well, this was um, whatever. Whatever yardage I gained or lost on the uh, my first attempt, I think. What about you, Danny? I'd probably lose yardage the first time, maybe gain a yard or two the second time, and then take it all the way home. And even if even if we were on even if we were on kind of our twenty yard line, I'd be like, nah, I, I know what I'm doing now. I'd, I'd be good. And then I'd wake up in a pool of sweat and realize that I was dreaming it, uh, and I'd peed my pants. You think it only take you like the first, you know? Two, one, one first down, you're like, I'm just warming up. Second down, you gained a yard, you're feeling really good. Then it's third down, you're out there, and then you just break a, break a run for 80 yards. I don't think I'd make, I don't think I'd actually get to the fourth down. I could see me coming off on a cart. Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> my problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You get taken off because you're a streaker. No, no, and... no, not that. It'll be this. Who's <laughs> that drunk man? Broken people <laughs> yeah, being wheeled off. Yeah, Lots exactly. Of pathetic applause from the stands. It was a good effort, but ultimately <laughs> he paid the price. 
Yeah, that's exactly my point. Whatever happens on the first, like my first carry, then that's it. But whatever I gained or lost, then I'm not going in for another. another Exactly. I'm going to go in for one and then I'm going to go off and, you know, stand in front of the big, um, big, uh, the big fan that they have on the sidelines to try. Oh, and then I would have the oxygen. Yeah, I'd have the oxygen, I'd have a big fan, (laughs) and give me one of those big coats as well while you're at it. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's one more question for Alan and Angelo. Low end, zero. Top end, 20. If you could give a projection for yourselves in the league, what projection would you give yourselves? I think I drafted quite well. It was fortunate. I think things fell in my lap. Um, I definitely drafted better than I thought I would. Angelo's ratings and other ratings or rankings seem to give me comfort that I've done okay. So, you know, I'm not going to over-egg it. I'm, I'm British. I'm not going to boast. But, you know, 13, 14, maybe 15 at a push. I'm not going 20. Okay. Angelo? Yeah, I mean... I feel pretty confident with this team. Um, I still think Josh's team has a bit more depth, so I'd say 19. Oh, okay. So you, you think you could win it this season? It's, um, I'm, 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 I'm not going to... I didn't say 20. I said 19. Yeah. 19. And I didn't say you can. I said you could. But you think you could. Oh, let's see. Okay. I think... Um... I'm playing it cool. <laughs> I'm playing it cool. If it all blows up, I'll just say, told you so. If I win it, I'm going to say, well, you know, it's genius picking. I feel pretty good, though. Yeah, I feel pretty good um, about the team I have. And uh, the only kind of position that I'm really weak in is tight end, and I'm okay with that. Because I don't have Kelsey or Kittle or... Waller, so I just take the points that I can get there. But I feel like the quarterback, mm, the starting running backs, and the wide receivers are good enough. But yeah, cool. Alan, what's the best one hundred dollars um, something you spent on? So sorry, let me rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> and prostitutes cannot be an answer. Who is the best one hundred dollars? <laughs> How is best the, best best purchase you made under a hundred dollars or a hundred pounds? Oh man! Oh well, yeah. what a question. Um, let's talk about let's let's call it in U.S. dollars. The best U.S. purchase I've made for less than a hundred dollars: a Red Sox shirt. There we go. Okay. I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that I've bought under a hundred dollars value that's much better spent money, but I cannot think of anything off the top of my head. I can probably answer the same question. The, the, the best thing relating to this podcast is probably the Tony Romo jersey that I bought at my first Wembley game um, where I knew I would get in trouble with my wife and I had this really bad, bad angel on my shoulder called Alan Wardle um, telling me, It'll be fine. She won't get that mad. If she does, just explain to her it's a one-off thing. And I did. And I got in a lot of trouble. I had a, I had a jersey. It was great. And then I got home and I suffered for at least a week. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely the best £87 pounds I've ever spent. I remember that. And I remember it. As it was going into the bag at the checkout and it being handed to you, you turned around to me and said, "You are the devil." <laughs> yeah, and I still believe that. I still believe that. You are the devil. I said, yeah, it'll be fine. Can you get that one with Brady twelve on the back? That's the one you'd really want. Yeah. But you weren't buying that one. No, I wasn't. What about you, Angela? Uh, Best 100... 100 euros for you. Well, it's a good question. Like, it's uh, actually getting... I mean, this is a while back now, but getting... I had tickets. 
God, when was this? 2003? I mean, I've been to the, I saw two playoff games at the Coliseum. Um, that was against the Senators uh, with the Islanders. And uh, they lost, but <laughs> it was still, it was pretty cool to go to um, the Coliseum with the whiteout. And it's a super loud building, actually. But I, I'd say those are like some of my favorite. That's probably like my favorite hockey games that I've been to. Those two. Yeah. I think I paid, and I think I paid under around a hundred dollars for the two tickets. <clears throat> that's that's a lot less than I paid for one ticket to watch the Bruins pay, play the Canadians uh, at TD Garden the year they won the cup. Yeah, I mean that's not I'm, a best purchase under a hundred dollars. We have to raise that <laughs> significantly. Uh, nor is seventy five dollars for. Chicago Bulls ticket three years ago. I thought it was a great purchase until they ended up losing. But not only did they lose, but if they scored 101 points, you would get a free voucher for McDonald's. And they scored 100 points. And they got weed off because everyone did not get that voucher. So, yeah. Big Mac avoidance. Yes. I think I got... Oh, there's something I wanted to introduce to you guys. Do we have time for this? Uh, yeah, yeah. We've got all the time in the world. It might just take me three weeks to edit it, but fine. Don't worry, it's fine. You, you do always do a great job. So just, just to have, make sure everyone knows that Danny does edit the podcast. Yes, and uh, Danny does a great job. We'll feature three or four times. Danny does a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, so I was talking about, yeah, I did those power rankings and I've come up with another ranking, which I'm calling the commissioner's coefficient. It's a, a measure of prestige and uh, it, it'll provide a benchmark of success for teams. So kind of a way to measure your team against other teams. Is that going to be yeah. introduced in the um, newsletter or are we going to be announcing it in the podcast? How's that going to work? No, no, I don't think it's going to matter the first year, to be fair. After the first season, then, yeah, I can pull together these these rankings because it's basically going to take into account like a regular season win, and then it'll provide a value to that. Um, you know, most regular season points, that gets a value. Um, if your team gets a first round bye, that's a certain value. A playoff win is a certain value. A championship appearance is a value championship win and then a high score of the week and then i'll kind of just tally these up and i reckon it'll be kind i mean depending on how long this league lasts hopefully it lasts a while then after a couple of years you can start to get a good picture of which teams maybe perform like pretty well you know so i thought that would be something cool it'd be like who are the patriots of the league and who are the jets yeah, but the Jets, I think they're going to turn it around. You know, maybe. Well, uh, I I took their I took their draft pick and in in, I took their draft pick. So uh, even even as a Patriots fan, I can I can see that the tide is turning there. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like the Islanders. <laughs> yeah, you had you to know. bring them up again, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm looking forward. And Tampa Bay is going to be tough. But I think Boston was a good team to play because they still maintain a lot of pressure. Okay, uh, a point of order, and I'll stop now. Rangers suck as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't have any more questions. I don't think. I mean, you seem to understand which direction you want to take your team in. Um, I'm just saying that I think Alan's putting himself in the best position to win. It, it, it did have a semblance of a plan. It did. I mean, the, it had to change drastically as the draft went on, but uh, there was a plan to try and win now, but also build for the future. So, so did you zig when everyone was zagging? I, I maybe zogged occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so I, I, I have... Two questions. I'll start with the first one, and this is for both of you. And let's keep it quite short because we're running over the usual podcast length. But the um, the first question I'm going to ask you is, apart from Julio joining the Titans, 
have there been any other movements that have perhaps thrown your team's projections or made you think about picking anyone up? Short answer, no, not so far. Um, the NFL season's a long way away and the draft's done and I'm probably not going to think about things until much closer to the, time, much closer to the, to the start of the season. Yeah, I'll roster bait. I think um, Tannehill <clears throat> could be an interesting um, player for me. He's always been kind of steady, but I think with Julio there now, and I wonder. But there's no one that I'm really interested in picking up off the waivers either right now. I feel pretty good, though, that I've my, my quarterbacks are pretty solid. And I think that's another reason why I gave myself a 19. Okay. And um, the last question, which I think, Angelo, you'll, you'll agree is probably the best question to end on. Um, a question for Alan. Come the end of the season, are you going to roster bait, rank wank, play with your pick, draft your shaft, or cleat your meat? Um, what was the second one? So, those again. Yeah. Roster bait. Yeah. Rank wank. Yeah. Play with your pick. Um, Draft your shaft or cleat your meat. I'm going to play with my pick because I've got a ukulele. So there you go. Very good. What about liquor with my kicker? <laughs> liquor with my kicker. No kickers. <laughs> we don't have kickers in this league, so that wouldn't work. Sorry. No, exactly. So it doesn't work. So, okay, so your choice is play with your pick. Correct. Very good. Okay. That's good to know. That, that, those are all the questions. So, Angelo, do you want to see us out? Yep. Just a quick recap. Alan is a, um, uh, a through and through Boston sports fan. He's feeling pretty confident about his team. He gave himself a, was it a 15, Alan? Uh, 13, 14, or 15. Yeah. Mid, so yeah. Above yeah. average, I gave myself a grade above average. He's above 10 is where he's put him, but below 20. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's looking forward to the league. <clears throat> um, he drafted a, a Jets player, which was interesting, but he can see the tide is turning, he said. Uh, the Bruins lost to the Islanders, and um, it took us a couple of months to get this podcast set up just because of scheduling and everything, but I've actually really enjoyed it, so... Um, Thank you, Alan, for taking the time to come on. No thank problem. You, Danny. A lot of fun. We got there in the end. Yeah. And Danny, thank you. All good. Keep it cool, Plus.